You're listening to SBS News. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap from the SBS newsroom for this Thursday, the 15th of September 2022. Uh, later, what happened on the day after the Australian share market lost 61 billion dollars in value. But first to the economy and the unemployment rate which rose from 3.4% to 3.5% in August. Still, it's the second lowest in 48 years, but that increase came despite a 33,000 rise in people employed. So what does it mean for interest rates? For more, I spoke earlier with Joe Masters. She is the Chief Economist at Baranjoey. It's actually a good news story, even though the unemployment rate rose. As you said, the economy created jobs, but what we also did was encourage people back into the workforce. Uh, Now, they may still be unemployed, but if they're out there looking for jobs, available for jobs, or have a job, then we increase the participation rate, and that's how we had a slight uptick in the unemployment rate. Joe, the August numbers come after the winter school holidays and some floods in New South Wales, still some sickness because of COVID. How have these impacted the data? We've seen quite big impacts from a range of disruptions. As you said, we've had the floods. We've also still got COVID, but quite a bad flu season and actually just general viruses out there in the community. And it's turned out that post-COVID, people are really keen to take the advantage of school holidays and go away. Now, a lot of those people are still employed, but they're not working any hours. So what we saw in July is quite a substantial fall in hours worked in the economy. That bounced back in August as people came back from holiday, as the weather settled down a little bit. But interestingly, we still have about double the number of people who are working less hours than they would do normally because of illness. Now, we don't know exactly what illness, but that's still running quite high. And so it's telling us that COVID and the flu and things are still disrupting the labour market and economic activity. Is there any evidence now that this tight labour market is definitely feeding through to higher wages? We don't get a lot of monthly data really on wages, but what we do know is the labour market is incredibly tight. We have about one job vacancy for every unemployed person in the economy at the moment. Now we're starting to see wage growth come through. We think it will accelerate, but it takes quite a long time in Australia largely because a lot of people only get their pay adjusted once a year. So you have to wait for that July or August period for that pay rise to kick in, and we don't have that data yet. So this rise in the unemployment rate, uh, will it encourage the RBA to now slow down the pace of interest rate rises, and what does it mean for its peak? The way we're seeing this data is that the unemployment rate is stabilising. It's been 3.4 or 3.5 for a few months now. So... If the RBA feels like the labour market's not going to tighten any further, that would give them some confidence that wage growth is going to rise but not get out of control. And it's when wage growth is out of control that you get this nasty wage price spiral, which is what we had in the 1970s. So I think today's data is not a driving force, but it adds to the weight of evidence that the Reserve Bank will step down and start moving rates by a quarter point uh, rather than half percentage point increases that we've seen in recent months. So where to now for the unemployment rate? I've seen some economists predict we might see something with a two in front of it. We don't think that's likely. Uh, We think the unemployment rate is stabilising. There is still lots of demand for workers 
But we know that uh, short-term unemployment has fallen to new record levels. We know that medium-term unemployment, so those people that are out of work for 12 months, is also at historic lows. So we're at the point now where to bring those people that aren't working into the labour force, we most likely need some sort of skills training or geographic location. And at the same time, we're opening our borders. So we've got a flow of new people coming in. So our view is that the unemployment rate will bump around this sort of level for a few months and then very slowly drift higher through the second half of 2023 when we're expecting the economy to be much weaker than it is today. And very briefly, we're starting to get details of a review into the RBA, things like the composition of the RBA board and whether or not it should continue to target inflation. Uh, What would you like to see considered in this review? I think the issues paper has brought some very real issues to the forefront and I think the aspects they're going to consider are very much the right ones. As you said, is the inflation target still fit for purpose Is the composition of the board as good as it could be? They're also going to look at the communication from the board. We heard from the governor last week about the difficult trade-offs between growth and inflation and whether there's opportunity for the board to explain those more publicly than they do at the moment. I think all of those things are very helpful. And of course, it does look like there'll be some review of how monetary policy interacts with fiscal policy and also macroprudential control on the housing market. And that's going to be really important as we continue to recover from the pandemic. Joe Masters there, the Chief Economist at Baron Joey. Let's go to the Australian share market now, which rose today, the 200 up by 0.2%, 6,842. Of course, it follows that horror day on the market, down 2.6% on Wednesday following those worse-than-expected inflation numbers. For more, I spoke earlier with Ben Clark. He is a portfolio manager at TMS Capital, and I first asked him if yesterday's 2.6% decline was warranted. Yes, it was, unfortunately, because the market was positioned for some continued um, signs that inflation was easing in America. And that um, CPI print that we saw really came out of left field. And because the market was expecting a different result, the sell-off in what was pretty nasty news was definitely warranted. Okay, so what will now determine the direction of the markets in the short term? In the very short term, we've got a Fed meeting coming up mid next week when they will announce their next interest rate rise. And now there's debate, is it 0.75 or is it a full 1%? And there'll be some commentary around that rate rise as well. And it's probably that commentary that's going to drive short term moves in markets. Okay, today, though, what drove the market here? Well, we were led by somewhat of a lukewarm bounce, I would call it, in America. It was really in the last hour of trading. We saw some buyers come into into U.S. markets. But locally, banks and resources are what have driven the market higher. And these are the two sectors that are seen as being a safe place to be in a, in a higher interest rate environment. And an interesting story on the retail side and the consumer side. Meyer today said it posted its best sales start to a new financial year since 2006, full year profit up nearly 17% at a time when physical stores were closed because of the COVID lockdown, right? So it seems like consumers are still shopping despite rising interest rates and inflation. But what now for the sector? Because rates are rising and we now know the RBA's mentioned this lag effect between when interest rates rise and when it hits a consumer, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is the reason rates are rising. It's because consumers are continuing to spend and spend quite aggressively 
versus the declining sort of macro environment that we're seeing. And, and this stubbornness in spending is what is driving inflation in some parts, and it's what the RBA is trying to control. So you get the feeling that there's a sense of inevitability that there has to be a slowdown in spend in retailers. And we know that retailers are also carrying quite significant amounts of inventory at the moment because they've had such trouble getting inventory with all the supply chain chaos we've seen. That, if it's not well managed, is not a good recipe um, going forward for retailers. So, um, you know, I think you'd be pretty wary of the space at the moment. That was Ben Clark there from TMS Capital. 